Welcome back to another episode of the Jacob Johnston Show. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and just be upfront here. This is going to be a low energy day. I stayed up really late for the 4th of July celebrating. And yes, I do find it interesting that on a day we celebrate our independence gained through a rebellion against a tyrannical government, that our government would try and come through and tell us what we can and cannot do in celebration for the 4th of July. You know, what fireworks, when we can do it, all of that, as if anybody is going to listen to them. I I take a look in my own community, all the rules about no setting off big fireworks within city limits and all of that was just thrown out the door. And of course, there was no consequences because what are they going to do? It's basically rebellion day. And I almost wonder if the reason why they put out those rules is not because they actually expect people to follow them, but in order to give people something to defy and rebel against. So anyways, it's going to be a bit of a low energy day. And also this episode is going to be a little bit on the shorter side. And with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into today's first headline. So from the Blaze Media, Rep. Cory Bush promptly torched after claiming black people still aren't free to celebrate July 4th. The land is stolen. And so, according to Bush, America is a stolen land, black people aren't free, and when people declare that Independence Day is about celebrating freedom, they mean for white people. And this is from Twitter, the actual tweet from Cory Bush. When they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this, the freedom they are referring to is for white people. The land is stolen land, and black people still aren't free. Now, this is the type of bullshit that keeps pissing me off. It's no matter how much we do, you know, it doesn't matter that in 2021 that, yes, black people are free. In fact, they're given preferential treatment. Have you ever heard of affirmative action? And yet there is this constant claim to try and use stuff that happened, what, 150 years ago to go off and try and still claim to be victims. I mean, it seems like they are desperate to want to be victims. And when it comes to, let's say, Jim Crow laws and the KKK, the people who are going off and trying to claim that they are still victimized by that are part of the same political party that engaged in all of that crap. And the complete and total dishonesty here is just utterly sickening. July 4th is about freedom for everyone. Get to know your damn history. The founding fathers were against slavery. They tried to end slavery. But a few holdouts in the South who were more sympathetic and probably supported the British and the American Revolution, would not allow the ending of slavery. And remember, when it came to slavery in the American colonies, it was the British pushing slavery into the colony. So, I mean, it's a whole bunch of bullcrap that they are trying to push here through omission and lying about our historical past. In fact, you could take a look at the first drafts of the Declaration of Independence, the first drafts of the Constitution, and you can see that there was an effort to try and end slavery. But the Founding Fathers, they had a difficult decision to make when not everybody would get on board, divide the country and give the British an end to be able to try and retake the colonies, or hope that with the way they have set up government, that future generations would be able to accomplish what they themselves failed to accomplish, to which future generations did. So yes, mistakes of the past, but guess what? America didn't invent slavery. And guess what? Over in Africa, there was a lot of slaves too. 
So don't go off and try and act like you have some moral high ground on the issue of race and demonizing the country. Take a look at everywhere else. And this whole idea of stolen land, there is no place on earth today in which the government that is in power didn't take the land from somebody else. And the land they took it from was land that those people took from other people. Guess what? It happened throughout all of world history that land was taken. People were constantly conquering and being conquered. So you can shove it up your ass, Corey. You know, this is, you have no intelligent argument whatsoever. But this does get to a much larger point here. And that is why everything is such a shit show whenever the Democrats are in charge. Take a look at left wing cities, and we'll get to that a little bit more in the show here. But take a look at left wing cities high crime, high homeless, high murder. That is the trend of left wing cities. Take a look with the Democrats in charge of Washington, D.C., illegitimate as it is, with Biden in the White House, Democrats in the House, Democrats in the Senate, running everything, and everything keeps going to shit. You know, it's crisis after crisis under their policies. Well, of course it is, because take a look at them. They're trying to say that this land is stolen, America is illegitimate as a country, and that we are a horrible, evil country despite the fact that they can't point to any country on earth that is better than the United States as far as equality, rights of minorities, individual freedoms. They can't point to anywhere on earth that even comes close to being as great as the United States, and yet they're constantly trashing this. So isn't it any wonder that when you have a group of people that utterly hate this country and do so or claim to do so uh, for very fraudulent reasons, why everything is a shit show, because you can't expect that people that hate the country want the country to succeed. No, they want the country to fail. They want the country to go under. So that is why they're constantly attacking the country. That's why their policies keep ending in crisis after crisis, disaster after disaster, because they want the country to fail. And it's not because they actually believe that America is a horrible, evil, racist place. That is just all bunch of bullshit talking point. It's because the Democrats themselves hate individual liberty. They hate freedom. They hate democracy. They want an authoritarian top-down government where they dictate every aspect of your life. You don't get nothing. You are just a slave to the government. That's what the Democrats want. That's what they are pushing for, that you work only to support the government and government officials, and only they can live the lifestyle of the rich and shameless, and that they themselves will determine who is and is not allowed to get into government. And therefore, they want to tax you into complete poverty while dictating every aspect of your life to you, which is why they have no concern for the Constitution. It's why Joe Biden is out there trying to claim that, hey, you basically have no Second Amendment rights and that he could take away any guns from anybody for any reason whatsoever, and it's all somehow constitutional, to which we all know it's not. But the, but if you look at the Democrat Party, it's all one attack on the country after another, which explains why their policies always end up creating crisis and disaster, because it's designed to, because the Democrats just utterly hate the country. And what is sad is that these people get elected which means we can go off and we could talk about 
how the Democrat policies are, are actually harmful, how they act against the interests of the United States, and how these Democrats are constantly attacking the country, trying to claim it's evil. But in the end, you see that they got elected, which means there is enough people in the districts that they come from or the states that they come from that actually agree America is horrible, evil. We need to get, eliminate democracy and the constitutional freedoms that we have. And I actually agree with this whole idea of installing an authoritarian government, Venezuela style, which is really sad and also goes on to show just how bad and pathetic the public education system is. But it continues to be sad that the people who are among the most privileged in society who get preferential treatment want to go off and try to claim that they are still victimized. Why? Because there is power in victimhood somehow in 2021 where if life doesn't go your way, all you have to do is piss, bitch, and moan, and everybody's supposed to bend over backwards to lift you up, to hand you a life on a silver platter, which you get to do whatever you want, and everyone else is supposed to fund it. You know, that is not about whether you earned it through your hard work, dedication, and talent, you know, meritocracy, but that life is supposed to be handed to you on a silver platter, and if it's not, you're somehow a victim, and therefore, everybody owes you something. Everybody's supposed to bend over backwards and hand you everything. Bullcrap. These people need to be taken out of office. And when you take a look at this, basically, you got government officials who are openly advocating treason. And the whole idea that July 4th doesn't represent black people, are you fucking shitting me here? This is unbelievable because it represents everybody. Because guess what? America is not about race. America is the one few countries on this planet, probably the only country on this planet that was not founded on or centered around any racial identity whatsoever. It's based off of an ideology, an ideology of limited government and individual freedom, an ideology that is being lost as the Democrats keep trying to go off and change the country to some socialist hellhole. And maybe, just maybe, that is why a new poll has come out, according to The Blaze, that finds 40% of San Francisco residents plan to ditch the city due to rampant crime and homelessness. So people are getting sick and tired and fed up of the Democrats' bullshit. And it's really hard to try and figure out how the hell they keep getting elected when every policy that they engage in is disaster after disaster, one failure after another. How the hell do these people keep getting elected? So you see that there is a continuing trend of mass exodus from these left-wing states, from these left-wing cities, to go to red states. Yes, people take a look at what's happening in California, New York, uh, Illinois. You know, you take a look at the top Democrat cities and you see people going out there going, hey, you guys destroyed this state and they are leaving, which is why you're seeing a Republican state going off with license plates or going off with you know car signs that say, don't California, my, and then whatever state, my Texas, my Arizona, don't California, my Florida. You know, you see that going off and saying, hey, you left the hellhole that was created by the Democrats. Now that you are moving here, do not move here and vote for the same shit that you just tried to escape. Learn your goddamn lesson and don't vote Democrat, right? And we saw that this mass exodus has impacted the left-wing cities in the 2020 census, which is why 
California, Illinois, New York, and the likes, lost congressional seats, lost representation, and lost electoral votes as a result of the census because everybody's trying to flee their state, trying to get away from their tyranny. And the trend, as it appears, continues. Now, 40% of San Francisco residents plan to ditch the city. That is a major chunk of the population. That is basically going to turn San Francisco into Detroit. You remember Detroit, once a vibrant city, once a place where people can go get great jobs, earn lots of money, and have a decent life. And now it is just, it looks like a third world hellhole after what, 50, 60, 70 years of complete Democrat control. And now they're doing the same thing where San Francisco in the next decade will turn out to be the next Detroit. Now, if these people move to conservative states and continue to vote for Democrats, then it just goes to show that there's a large portion of the population that are insane idiots. And I say insane because insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result. And so if you're constantly voting for Democrats and then you can't figure out why everything in your area is going to shit, and so you keep voting Democrats expecting a different result, you're not only a moron, you're an insane moron. And yes, I have yet another poll from the blaze. I know, I know, this is a poll-heavy show coming from uh, Blaze, but yes, I got a bunch of other things I'm going to talk about as well. A new poll say police have much higher favorability rating than Black Lives Matter. Well, I should hope so. I mean, 99.9% of the police out there are good. They do a good job. They protect the community. Black Lives Matter is a violent domestic terrorist organization that are burning down cities, burning down communities, actually destroying communities of color and advocating for death of white people. So yes, I would hope that the police would have a much higher favorability rating. Now, what's sad here is when you take a look at the favorability rating. So the poll basically breaking down is that the favorability uh, view of the police at 69%, only 69%. I mean, that to me seems low. And that goes off to show the effectiveness, because right now it should probably be more reasonably at 90% if people had level heads. You know, 90%, the 10% of people who don't like the police would be the criminals because the police are an obstacle to their criminal activity. But 69%, that is low, which just goes to show that the Democrats' marketing machine and propaganda outlets are having an effect. Now, when you go through and you take a look at Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter has a 45% favorability. 45% domestic terrorists have a 45% favorability rating in the United States. Are you kidding me? It, it doesn't, you know, you can go off and talk about what Black Lives Matter claims. It doesn't matter. It's full of shit. Nothing they say has any real truth to it. At most, they might be able to get like a half truth here and there, but they are liars. They are openly Marxist, and they have no problems engaging in domestic terrorism. How you could say that people burning down your community still has a 45% approval rating is unfathomable, which goes to show that you know, due to the decline in the public education system, people are incapable of coming to any reasonable, rational thought that the indoctrination and the brainwashing is so goddamn thick 
that people will actually go off and cheer for their own death, for their own decapitation, if they were led to believe that doing so would, quote, promote racial justice, you know, and racial equity. All of, the, all of that racial justice, racial equity, it's all bullcrap. They don't have any definition to it. You know, equity, where they say, well, it doesn't matter if this person works hard and this person sits on their ass playing video games all day. They should have equal outcomes. No. No, they shouldn't. But that's what the Democrats are pushing with their equity claim. And they say equity because it sounds so much closer to equality. And so they play their word game. And social justice, social justice, social justice is a meaningless term that the Democrats use because it sounds nice and fluffy so that they can justify doing whatever the hell they want. But domestic terrorists getting a 45% approval rating and the police that protect the communities from criminals that have 99.9% of them are good and do their jobs well are down to a 69% favorability rating. It only goes to show that we on the right need to do a much better job at marketing. We got the better message. We got the superior result. We have the better plan and have a record of success. But it's the marketing. We need to get through the censorship. And, and, And when I go through and I talk about marketing, it's not that the Democrats are really bright and intelligent at marketing, but they got censorship. They are in control of the means of communication, so they're able to engage in censorship to block out the truth, cover up all of their activities, right? So we need to be working much harder than what we are to break through the censorship to get the truth out to the people because the Democrats, whether it's through left-wing groups of Black Lives Matter or just the Democrat Party alone, their support is dependent upon an ignorant and uninformed population that have no idea what the hell is going on. And if we can get past that censorship and get the actual truth and facts out there, the Democrat Party would be gone, at least as long as there's some sense of sane, rational, and intelligence left in America. You know, But then again, looking at the left, intelligence is not exactly their strong point. And speaking of these low IQ individuals, we got to address the public education system. And we go through and we take a look here, and we all know about the fight that is coming out about critical race theory and how the left is trying to go off and lie, saying, oh, no, we're not teaching critical race theory. Oh, bullshit, you're not. You may not have a class specifically labeled critical race theory, but you're building critical race theory as a fundamental narrative in almost every single class that you teach. In any event, so it turns out that even the majority of teachers do not actually believe in critical race theory but it's being pushed upon them to actually go through and teach it. And so while it says that the majority of teachers do not believe critical race theory should be taught in school, it is a slim majority. So the article uh, coming from OAN.com, teachers across the U.S. have continued efforts to fight against critical race theory being taught in their schools. Report on Thursday cited uh, a recent survey showing 55% of teachers said the option to teach critical race theory in K-12 through education should not exist. The majority of teachers reported no changes were made to their curriculum regarding race in the past year. In fact, many teachers who submitted to the survey shared concerns that critical race theory debate was interfering with more constructive discussion addressing race. 
And so here we go. There's a couple of things that need to be addressed in this article. So first off, 55%, that means 45%, nearly half of teachers are promoting and supporting critical race theory and are building critical race theory into the narrative of their lesson, of what it is that they are teaching, that they are actively saying 45% of them going off and saying, yes, we should teach kids to hate each other based off of skin color. But now it goes on to the part where it says the majority reported no changes made to their curriculum in the past year. Well, if their curriculum already had critical race theory built into it prior to this last year, because it's been growing and implemented in the school systems, then if they already had critical race theory for the past couple of years, continuing with critical race theory in the classroom would not be a change to the curriculum. And then they go off and say that the critical race theory debate was interfering with more constructive discussions about race. So this is where I start to get skeptical, more constructive um, discussion addressing race. So basically you're saying, no, I don't believe in critical race theory. It should not exist in the public school system, but I believe we should have a discussion about race with critical race theory. I mean, so it, it gets to the point where I start to wonder if the teachers even know themselves what critical race theory is and whether what they are teaching in the classrooms, whether they understand that it is critical race theory when they go off and how they plant the narrative about race and race relations in the United States and in the history of the United States. And so they're going off and they're kind of playing this word game here. Oh, no, we don't support critical race theory. We just believe in teaching critical race theory, but we'll give it a different name. And so while at first this survey, this report gives an idea that things are moving, things are actually going in the right direction, you just realize that they're like Democrats generally do. They're just playing word games here. And so those who go off and that, that slim 55% who say critical race theory should not exist in K through 12 education. They just believe in calling it a different name, at least a large portion of them. And so the actual, so whether or not you know, we get to the full truth here, I would say that the number of teachers that actually don't believe in teaching kids to hate each other based off of skin color is much slimmer than 55%. And that is scary. And this is why you got such idiots out there electing even bigger idiots and then can't figure out why if you elect people who hate this country, who, whose entire campaign was based off of, this is a horrible, evil country, and oh yes, look at my skin color. You know, why it is electing them, these mindless drones, ends up in complete disaster is because they're being deprived in education, and instead, they are being indoctrinated to hate the country. And so, yes, if you've been taught from K through 12 to hate the country, you're going to vote for people who hate the country to attack the country. And now as parents are rising up against critical race theory being taught in the schools, the National Teachers Union on Research Organizations, um, okay, so National Teachers Union to Research, uh, the organization that opposes their teachers' anti-racist work. So this is coming from National Review. And the headline is just, that they need to reword that. But this is coming from National Review. The National Education Association, the country's largest teachers union, 
voted this week to conduct opposition research on groups that oppose the use of critical race theory in school curricula. During the virtual representative assembly this week, the NEA adopted an amendment that would see the union spend an estimated $56,500 on researching anti-critical race theory organizations. The NEA will research the organizations attacking educators doing anti-racist work, and I put that in quotations, and or use the research already done to put together a list of resources and recommendations for state affiliates, locals, and individual educators to utilize when they are attacked, the newly adopted business item reads. The measure is not the union's first foray into social justice. It supports Black Lives Matters and encourages teachers to sign a pledge to grow the movement for racial justice in education. Okay, so let's go ahead and just break this down for a moment. So here it is. Parents are outraged about critical race theory being taught in the classroom. They are saying kids should not be raised to hate each other based off of skin color. The teachers union decides, no, 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 no. We want kids to hate each other. We want racism uh, in the United States. We want people to feel like they are victims so that they never actually try anything or as oppressors to say, hey, you're horrible, evil. You must surrender everything. You know, hate is the fundamental you know, principle of our education system, according to the left. And because parents are coming out against that and the teachers union have no defense for critical race theory, they understand what this is saying here is that critical race theory is so horrible, so garbage that they cannot in any way, shape or form defend it. So instead of defending it and trying to come up with something that sounds reasonable enough that people would might consider supporting, there is no support. So what do they do? If you can't defend your side, your view, you got to attack and demonize the other side. And that's what they're doing. So they're, instead of trying to go out while parents and you know people against uh, critical race theory are attacking critical race theory itself, its ideologies, its teachings, you know, and using the data, data and what was actually being taught in these classes, the teachers, unable to defend themselves, against what is being exposed, are now going to attack the people who are against critical race theory. They're going to try and demonize them. They're going to engage in all the same bullshit that the left engages in. They're going to try and claim, oh, they're racist. You know, the teachers are anti-racist. No, the, the, the critical race theory is not anti-racist. It is, in fact, just pure racist. You know, and it's amazing how the left, every time they want to engage in something, you know, whenever the now that they are back into full swing racism, they always got to claim that the, that they are anti what it is they are for. You know, you got Antifa; they claim they are anti-fascist, but they are one hundred percent the fascist, a supporting fascist, promoting fascism. But they call themselves anti-fascist. You got a bunch of racists out there who try to hide by claiming that no, 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 this isn't racist; this is anti-racist. How is it anti-racist? if you are promoting the very definition of racism. So they go off and they try to play these word games to try and hide what they really are and unable to defend their views or their support for critical race theory. They got to go out and demonize. So we know they're going to call the racist. We know they're going to call the people against critical race theory, a uh, white supremacist. Uh, we know that they're going to try and go off and, 
you know, print off fake flyers uh, with the names of the organization on there. I mean, all the tactics that they have used repeatedly over the last 70 years to try and create an impression that their opponents are horrible, evil, garbage people, when in fact it is the Democrats that are the horrible, evil, garbage people. You know what? I'm not pulling any punches. I used to go off on the view that Democrats may be good people with bad ideas. That is no longer the case. They are just horrible, racist, fascists. That is what the Democrat Party is. And if you vote for and you support Democrats, then guess what? You are voting and pledging your support to racism and fascism. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And so, no, you are not a morally good person if you vote Democrats. You are a racist and a fascist. There is no other alternative, period. And to think, this teacher's union also supports domestic terrorism. Racists engage in domestic terrorism. Black Lives Matter. So we already know that this teacher's union supports racism, fascism, and domestic terrorism. How the hell is this teacher's union able to be in control or have membership? Oh, yes. I know. I know because the laws require teachers to actually be part of a union in a lot of these states. And so the teachers are being forced to fund these unions who then go off and push and force them to promote racism and fascism. These unions would not be signed up for or teachers would not be members of them if they actually had a choice. But you take the choice away. And so now teachers are being forced to fund all of this racist crap, this teachers union. And the fact that this is the largest teachers union in the United States really goes off to show the complete and total decline of the American education system, which means, hey, guess what? We need complete and total school reform on a national level. And every state, every Republican state right now should be looking at this, not only passing the legislation to ban critical race theory, but should also be going through having committees go through and examine the textbooks that are being used in these schools you know, for their history class, civics class, social studies class, and banning the textbooks that use critical race theory as its fundamental narrative, right? Because you can ban critical race theory as a class, but if it's still the fundamental narrative in all the textbooks, you haven't banned shit. But, and then the Republicans need to go off and really focus on expanding school choice, where they pass legislation that says education funding follows the student wherever they learn, whether that is private schools, online schools, or home schools. The money should follow the students to help parents be able to get away from the public education system that is teaching racist, fascist crap. And the benefits to society cannot be understated. You'll have more emotionally well-adjusted students, you know, who grow up to be more emotionally well-adjusted adults. Every study of homeschooling shows that homeschooled kids have a better education, more emotionally stable, and more self-sufficient, and perform better after, after they've graduated than public school students or even private school students. So you would be creating a more intelligent, self-sufficient, and successful workforce if you just go through and pass laws that say the funding follows the student. You know, it's just unbelievable that we have taken our eye off the ball so much to allow the education system to sink so low as it has. 
to let the left basically destroy education and then use K through 12 to create a bunch of indoctrinated, mindless zombies. Now, we need to make this a full on effort here. Every Republican state and also every Republican state needs to pass laws that says you cannot force teachers to be part of a union and you can't retaliate against them in any way, shape or form for refusing to be part of a union. In fact, maybe you should make unions, you know, uh, ban unions altogether now because the left just uses the unions as a source of forced funding. Yes, I, you heard me. Unions are no longer about advocating for the, for the union members and getting better salaries, which, by the way, unions pretty much destroy companies. They are, they are a horrible concept and idea full of corruption. But now the left uses unions to force people to pay the unions as a condition of them having a job in order to fund the Democrat Party. Because guess what? The Democrat Party cannot get enough funding, cannot get enough people to donate to them if it's not forced funding. So yes, they get around that by forcing you to fund them. And then they use that money to engage in political campaign activities forcing you to fund what you politically oppose. The teachers and teachers union, you know what? I have no respect for educators anymore. I mean, as far as it goes, the education system has been just completely destroyed. And teachers, you have no respect from me anymore, you know, because you're not teachers. You're propagandists. I understand that there's a few good teachers out there left, but there are so few of them. You know, I'd say less than what, maybe less than 10% at this point, uh, definitely less than 20% that are actually good teachers. And the rest of the 80, 90% are a bunch of hard left activist nut jobs destroying at the education system. And so, no, you have no respect in all of the academics. You know, when the news media comes out and pulls out someone who is a professor of so-and-so, I automatically go, yeah, you're full of shit. You can't trust anything you say. You know, nowadays, the academic uh, field is as fake as the media itself. They have no credibility anymore in any way, shape, or, or form, and you, can't, and you can't trust them. You, and the automatic assumption is if a professor is talking on TV, they are lying their asses off, and it continues to get worse because it's not just limited to the academic field, academic fields. I mean, I could go off on the academics all day. I mean, people who have never actually done a goddamn thing in their life, never been responsible, never had to produce a single result, just giving theories about things that they have never actually done or achieved. But the problems go beyond the school system and the college system. So this is coming from uh, Louder with Crowder you know, going off and exposing that woke military exposed, forcing soldiers to wear badges based off of their race. So yes, here we go. The racist, the Democrat party, the, the racist tyrants are going off and now engaging in racial segregation of the military. And so it goes on to read here. Joe Biden has yet to meet an American institution that he hasn't wanted to inject his brand of woke cultural Marxism into, or not his brand, so much as the brand of the people who run him. Biden just repeats what he's told, depending on who has their hands up his rectum and controlling him like a Muppet. His latest whistleblower file takes 
us to Fort Bliss in Texas, where service members are forced to wear identification badges that identify their ethnicity. Yes, I am thinking what you're thinking. These personal identification badges, which again were mandatory as part of this exercises, listed as service members' race, ethnicity, social class, and other things meant to separate people based off of their identity groups. So yes, we're going off. I mean, when you take a look at the military, and the military has one job, protect the country, one job, and that depends on having cohesiveness. But instead, what do we see here? We see that the Democrats are trying to engage hatred and racism among the soldiers, trying to go off and get soldiers to hate each other based off of skin color and go off into racial segregation. You understand here that what the Democrats have been doing for a very long time is re-implementing Jim Crow segregation. But now they're trying to go off and saying that it has some sort of social justice aspect to it or that they are creating safe spaces. Safe spaces. Safe spaces for who? Exactly. But they've gone back and now they have the you know minorities and the followers of the Democrats going off and cheering on Jim Crow-styled segregation because they just came up with a new marketing plan. for it. Yeah. But now they're injecting this into the military. And as we have witnessed from certain military generals like General Miley or Millie or whatever the hell his name is, I don't give a crap. He deserves no respect. He is a piece of trash because the military is going off and having in its leadership open anti-American Marxists. You got people and generals who have actually come to hate this country and want to see its failure under and how and fall to Marxists. And they're using the whole racial and social justice and all of that bullshit in order to try and justify their actions. And now they're going off in the military and trying to implement Jim Crow style segregation in the military. Or, hey, Nazi Germany, remember when all the Jews had to wear you know, the Star of David to identify them and that became law and that was forced upon them. Well, you can say that it's the exact same thing in the military, where it's not your dedication, patriotism, your actions, you know, your combat, your heroics or anything that determines your future in the military. No, 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 no. It is what is your skin color? What is your income level? You know, what what social class did you come from as if the United States has a class system? You know, who do you sl- sleep with? Do you prefer to sleep with members of your own sex or members of the opposite sex? They're doing all of that in order to create a hierarchy in the United States, not based off of actual rank and what people did in the military service to earn their ranks. But no, it's now based off of identity group. If you belong to this identity group, you will be raised up and promoted faster. If you're part of this identity group, you're going to be held down and left out of promotions. And by the way, we're going to make sure that the number one thing things people think about when they see you in the military is your race, not your dedication to the country. This is what happens. We have a huge problem in the United States that due to failed Republican leadership, that the Democrats have been able to take over institution after institution with the radicalized, anti-American Marxist ideology. And if we don't start doing something, if we don't get better elected people, Republicans, into elected office, actual Republicans, not the the rhinos, not the spineless doormats, but actual 
conservatives that will stand up and fight for real conservative values. If we don't start getting a leadership with a backbone, we're going to fall. We will be the next Venezuela. We will be the next Cuba. We will be the next Soviet Union. Take your adjective here. Take a look at any country that was taken over by Marxists under the banner of communism or socialism. And that's where we are headed if we don't stand up and stand up fast. Now, again, maybe that's why we see record sales and guns. Gun sales hitting a billion dollars in a month. Why we are starting to see gun and ammo shortage as gun manufacturers and ammo manufacturers can't keep up with the demand because people are seeing what's coming along. We are seeing very scary signs coming out of the military, seeing the military leadership being taken over by a bunch of anti-American Marxists. And people are saying, you know, that Second Amendment was created for a reason. And it looks like that reason is upon us now. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what we go through. Okay. Now, there was uh, one more thing uh, that I was wanting to get to today, and um, I'm trying to decide whether or not to do it or to save it for tomorrow. You know what? On second thought here, what I've decided I'm going to do is I'm just going to wait until tomorrow to talk about the recent attacks by Antifa and really go in and dig into Antifa as a bunch of panty wastes that they are. You know, a bunch of crybabies who have de-evolved so much that they have less intelligence than a caveman did tens of thousands of years ago. And I think I'm going to do that more as a video and then just post the audio for tomorrow's show. All right. So yes, I know I'm not really going to do uh, much in the way of an episode tomorrow. At least I don't think it really depends on what goes on in the news cycle here. So I will go ahead and just wrap up uh, the show right here. And so tomorrow I will be going through and digging into Antifa and their latest round of violence, and then basically just expose them for the penny waste cave dwelling so goddamn stupid they couldn't even get a job flipping a burger. All right, so don't miss uh, tomorrow's episode on that. All right, so don't forget to hit subscribe if you haven't already so that you never miss another episode. Leave me a rating and a review and share this around. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back again soon.